the Dating While Adulting podcast, the greatest podcast ever made, if we may say so ourselves. Go to datingwhileadulting.com for access to everything related to the podcast. That's our Twitter, our YouTube, blog, information about the hosts, etc. So with all that being said, let's get to the conversation. Thank you all for joining me. I appreciate you. Hey, like I was saying, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate you and all of that good stuff. Yeah, let me just jump into what I wanted to talk about today. Um, life is funny. <laughs> Dating is funny. Dating is a part of life. So I guess it's all funny in one way or another. Dating is funny in a lot of different ways, though. And if you've been listening to this podcast for any period of time, I've laid out many different ways that you can find humor in it, humor or frustration, depending on your mindset. And judging from the people that I talk to consistently, it seems like it's more frustration than humor that people are getting from it. Oh, well, it is what it is. Um, I've been talking to quite a few people over the course of this year, and I understand that the year has just started, but still, I've just found it interesting um, that I've been talking to both men and women. And what's interesting to me is, one, how hard their gender feels that they have it with regard to dating, and two, how easy they think things are for the opposite gender. It's funny. And, and when I talk about I'm talking to men and women, one of the things I like to do, like, I feel like dating is my hobby. I don't like to date. So I don't mean it like that. Um, like I'm just dating just because it's fun. Nah, I'm dating because I'm trying to find my soulmate, my twin flame and all that stuff. But it is so interesting, just like getting people's different perspectives on dating and how eager and willing people are to talk about dating, their personal experiences, their views. It's funny, all of us think that we're experts. None of us are, obviously. And we all pretty much have strong opinions. So when you're like out doing whatever you do, it's not really hard to um, find somebody that's willing to open up about dating or their dating experiences. I think amongst guys, if you're in a room full of guys, <clears throat> the easiest way to start a conversation with a group of guys is to bring up sports. That's the thing that guys unite over. And with women, oftentimes is to talk about dating and that open th opens things up. So just a note, if you're ever at a party and you're just stuck in a corner with nobody to talk to, conversation starter, if it's guys, sports, if it's women, dating. Anyway. Anyway, like I said, everybody thinks, well, people think that um, it's easy for the opposite sex, hard for their sex. Um, women that I've spoken to, um, they, they, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they feel like it's so hard for them because men in general are lying, narcissistic cheaters that are only concerned with having sex with as many men, women as possible. It's funny because narcissistic seems to be the new buzzword when describing men in that case. Um, for those of you that aren't hip, it's funny how these things, these phrases, and I did an episode on that not too long ago, how they come up and they become popular. And next thing you know, everybody's using them. You're hearing them all over the place. And the latest ones being used is narcissistic men. So if a guy is an asshole, he's a narcissist. If a guy treats you wrong, he's a narcissist. 
Uh, when really, if you look at the definition of what a narcissist is, it has some of those qualities, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like you just throw out a, like guys when they throw out the blanket word crazy to describe a woman when, uh, when they don't like the woman, it's like, what was wrong with her, man? She was crazy. Okay. Anyway. So that's that men on the other hand feel that it's hard for, uh, for them, them being, I guess me, us, um, because women are gold digging, overly emotional, irrational beings with bad attitudes that listen to their friends way too much. Women think that anytime a man wants a quote, good woman, all that we have to do is open the front door and wait for it to rain good women on us. Men think that if a woman just lost some weight and acted like they had a little bit of rational sense, they get that man that they desire. Sheesh. That's a whole lot of generalizing right there. And, and that was intentional. And that is part of the problem. That's the reason I bring it up. Actually, the majority of the problem, if you ask me, um, well, actually, that's the majority of the problem. <laughs> the majority of the problem are the generalizations. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, one of the things that I notice in my conversations with both men and women is how little they use the word some when describing the opposite sex in a negative way. When you talk about the opposite sex in a positive way, you'll hear that word, that word being some, but not often when it's negative, when you're talking about somebody in a negative way. In the past, when I've pointed this, when I've pointed this out to some people, <laughs> that wow, you just putting us all in the same bucket, huh? You're putting them all in the same bucket, you know, as they were in, engaging in their version of gender hate. Um, they oftentimes it's funny because they would turn negative toward me and start blasting me for being too literal. <laughs> That's actually true. I'm not exaggerating. As if I should just assume that the word some is implied despite that the opposite is being said. I believe in the power of the spoken word. I believe that, quote, the, um, there's life and death in the tongue. In this case, relationship life or death. I've met women that have single digit relationships that speak about men as if they've dated thousands of us and thus determined that we're just bad. Conversely. I've known men who have been married for decades that still speak negatively about women as if they're currently dating out here and have dated thousands of women. See, those examples speak to how little research is being done to formulate these opinions <clears throat> that we have about the opposite sex. So where are these opinions coming from? You would ask as if you don't know. Well, we do have our own dating experiences. That's one of the things that shapes our opinions. And while they can't be ignored, they have to be placed into perspective. If you had like four relationships in your life, you have to admit that that's a small sample size. But regardless, that's the most obvious way that these opinions are being formed and applied to all of the opposite gender. Another thing that shapes our opinions are our friends. Sheesh. Like... We can have a way of internalizing our friends' dating experiences as our own. And what's funny about that is that if we do an honest assessment of our friends, 
we have to admit that our friends aren't relationship material in some cases. Just because we love our friends, we shouldn't just automatically assume that when a relationship goes left, it's because of the opposite sex. I love my friends, every single one of them. But I'm the first to admit that some of those cats got issues. And just because they might have a good job or on paper have these qualifications, nah, play, I tell you. <laughs> and of course, when I'm talking about my friends, I'm not talking about you, friend. Wink, wink. <laughs> another, we, another reason that we have these generalizations ingrained in us is because they were taught to us directly or indirectly by people that raised us. Some girls are raised not to trust boys because they're only looking out for one thing. In many ways, <clears throat> anyways, in many ways, that thought stayed with girls as they became women. And some boys were raised to be on the lookout for women who were fast. And now, but people don't people who don't know what fast is, it's an old school term. Um, I don't know if people still use it today, but probably not because I think I got it from my mother and my grandmother. No, my grandmother, not even my mother. But that was a term that the old people used to describe those young girls out there. Yeah. So it's an old school term. Um, those fast little girls who are only interested in getting what they could get from you. And some of that stuck in these boys' minds as they became men. Another thing that reinforces this thinking are some of our friends of the opposite sex. Having friends of the opposite sex um, can be invaluable in dating, don't get me wrong, but they can also be a problem. In my lifetime, I've encountered a ton of women, a ton, that feel like they know all men because of some things that their male friend has told them. And oftentimes their male friend has told them something that reinforces the stereotype or stereotypes. And, and part of the problem with that is oftentimes your male friend is trying to impress you. And one way to try to impress you is to put other men down to make himself look better. Now, this guy could be doing this because he secretly likes you. Or he could be doing it to try to boost his own self-esteem. Yeah. With that said, if he's saying all instead of some, he's part of the problem, too. And even those guys that will include himself in the bad guy category and stuff like that, don't get it twisted. A lot of a lot of guys put a lot on their manhood, put a lot of their manhood into how many women they can sleep with. And there are some guys that are actually so twisted that they think it impresses you to talk about how they've dogged women. I know it's weird. I know it's hard to wrap your mind around, but. Hey. It is what it is. Yeah. So um, look out for your male friends, you know, um, because re really, when you break it down as a guy, why would I want to put other guys down? Why would I want to talk trash about other guys? Now, some of the stereotypes are true about men. Some of the stereotypes are true about women. But with that said, I'm standing up for the solid dudes. And you would think that all guys would want to stand up for the solid dudes being honest about what some guys do, but also being honest that it's not a reflection of all guys or even the majority of guys, depending on what we're talking about. So yeah, you have to keep your male friends in perspective. Hmm. Yeah, but when you got, when your um, male friend tells you, uses 
all instead of some, it will lead you to believe that all men are that because your male friend, he told you, and he's a reflection of all men. And it's funny because on the other side, I personally know women and have female friends that have done some foul things to guys. And I've been many of those war rooms full of women where they've said, when they've said some things that would make you never want to date a woman again, but y'all look too good. So I have to keep dating y'all. So yeah, I, I have tons of stories about foul stuff that women have done to men. Um, yeah. But, and, and, and to my female friends that I'm not talking about you. Wink, wink. <laughs> but unlike men that'll tell you about other men, negative things about other men, when I ask, or even positive things about another man, when I ask women for advice about other women, they usually act like, like that woman that I'm asking about is like the exception and not the rule. I'll ask one of my friends, like why a particular woman did a particular thing. And they'll be like, I don't know. I don't do that. As if they can't relate to another woman, another person in their gender doing something. Yeah. Um, interesting. Whereas a man will break it down and explain because men are just simpler, just in general. Not the generalization. I know, ladies, you all refuse to agree that men are simple. And again, that's me generalizing. Some women refuse to agree that men are simple. The final factor, at least from now, that plays into all of this general, general, generalizing and stereotyping is social media. If you want a negative idea reinforced, the Internet is where you would go to reinforce it. Women have access to literally billions of others that will reinforce their way of thinking. And for the men, when Kevin Samuels died, rest in peace, there were tons of guys chomping at the bit to take his place, to step in and fill that role. Bottom line is, if you believe it, it doesn't take much to find your tribe. But the question at the end of all of it is, what are you getting from that? You know? And when I say that, what are you getting from that? I'm referring to that negative thinking about the opposite sex. How can you truly be open-minded when meeting someone new if you if you feel that the whole gender is bad? It's definitely not getting it's definitely not getting you into quality relationships. It's definitely not sustaining those relationships that you get into because you're just waiting for the other person to fail. Um so it is what it is. You can make money from being negative, I guess. Um, it's kind of like American politics where, you know, you can make a lot of money if you blast the other side. Um, in dating, you can make a lot of money like Kevin Samuels if you blast the other side. Um, so I, I guess there is that, you know, yeah, podcasts that, that make their bones from bashing the opposite sex are doing way better than this one. Because, see, I try to keep things balanced, understanding that I'm a man and sometimes I might skew to the male side. It's just ingrained in me. I think that this episode is an example of at least my trying to keep things balanced by talking about men and women, which is what a lot of those other podcasts don't do. Those, those podcasts that are doing better than this one. Um, but I try to keep it balanced. Um, and the bottom line is that when I keep saying this. 
The problem isn't the opposite sex. The problem is us, whatever sex, gender you belong to. Um, the problem is us. And if we don't fix us, which primarily refers to our way of thinking, we just going to be old, bitter, and alone, trying to cling to our kids who are trying to find their own lives. They just want to live their lives, but you all up in their business because you don't have anybody because of your old, bitter ways and all this stuff, male or female. Yeah. For every negative experience that a woman has had with men, I've had a similar experience, similar or equal experience with, with a woman or women. But if I allowed those experiences to shape my perspective of women in general, um, well, one, this would be an entirely different podcast. I'd be Kevin Samuels and I'll probably be making more money. Um, I'd probably be making money from this podcast because people thrive on divisiveness. That's the other part of it that's so strange. People are so entrenched in their beliefs whether they're founded or unfounded, that as opposed to stepping out and trying to like listen to the other side, nah, if this woman, if this man, if this Kevin Samuels is talking shit about women, yo, I'm a rock with this dude. Even though a lot of women did listen to him just because they didn't like him, it was weird. Um, and if this woman is trashing dudes, yes, yeah, sister girl, I'm rocking with you because it reinforces my belief. Yeah. But because I want this particular podcast, excuse that this particular demographic to bridge the gap in a sense and to change all of this negative thinking, I guess I'll continue to be broke in the podcast sense, that is. But yeah, we have to be better. And as, and as much as you might not think that is you, you have a role to play in it. Yeah. It's like, if you don't have a career that you want, you have a role to play in that. If you don't have the money that you want, you have a role to play in that. And if you don't have the relationship that you want, you have a role to play in that. Like people think relationships are different from everything else in life, but no, they're the same. You get what you put into it. Yeah. And you have a role to play in it. Yeah, I know you might not want to believe it, but yeah, romantic relationships are no different from career and or money. You get what you work for. And in the process of achieving anything in life, there is course correction. Um, there are moments when you have to look in the mirror. There are moments when you have to reset. There are moments when you fail. There are moments when you fail multiple times, but you keep picking this up. You keep picking yourself up. You keep picking yourself up. You keep trying again. You tinker with some things and then you try again. You tinker with some things. You try it again. You fail. And then eventually, God willing, you find a success that you look for. But in dating, for some reason, people think if you fail, then or if it's a failure, it can't be you. It has to be the other person. Person. So you keep not improving yourself, but going into the same situation with the same mindset and failing over and over again. I've never met anyone that achieved success in any area that did it by blaming others for the majority of their failures. 
like when something fails, it's somebody else's fault. It's always somebody else's fault. It's never you, you know? It's always them. Let me say that again for the people in the back. I've never met anyone that achieved success in any area that did it by blaming others for the majority of their failures. And that's what happens in dating way too much. Your failures are always because of somebody else. Maybe it's not. They had a role in it. And I'm not saying that they weren't clean. But every relationship that ends, you have to examine what's your part in it. And if you come to the conclusion that you had no part whatsoever in it, you probably need to go back and reevaluate it. Whether the person was cheating, no, you still some reevaluation that needs to go on there. We all have a part in our own failures. And until we find those parts and make those course corrections, like any other um, area, we won't achieve success. And we'll just be old and better. The problem is us, not them. Men, the problem is us. Women, the problem is you. Women, the problem's not me. Men, the problem's not them. You know, it is what it is. Anyway, let me um, close by talking about something, talking about this. David Jude um, Jolicoeur, I'm assuming that's the way you pronounce his name. He died recently, as in within the last week as of the recording of this episode. David is known by most of us as True Goy the Dove. True, True Goy the Dove was one third um, of the legendary rap group De La Soul. I think he was plugged too. I think he was plugged too. People that know are familiar with De La Soul, they know plug one, plug two, anyway, plug three. Um, and for people that don't know, you should go really listen to him. De La's biggest songs were Me, Myself, and I. I think Potholes in My Lawn. That was one of my favorites. I don't know how popular it was. I think that was their first single. Um, but my favorite song by them um, is um, Stakes is High. And it's funny that his death happened around this episode because that song talks about stereotypes, um, the stereotypes about women and men as it pertained to hip hop, you know, and it corrects those. Like I talked about how um, sometimes men put a lot of a lot of their worth, their ego into how many women they can sleep with or have slept with. And one of the lines from that song is, um, no offense to a player, but yo, I don't play. And if you take offense, fuck it, gotta be that way. So this is a man who is shooting down that idea that, you know, you cool um, if you're a player out there. And yeah, I really love that song. Um, but that's not the reason I bring it up, though. The reason I bring it up is because, like I often do at the end of these episodes, here comes the lecture. David was 54. Um, and as of this recording, it hasn't been released how he died. But regardless, 54 years old is too young to die. And I won't go into this long, drawn out lecture like I normally do in these cases when I talk about people who have died way too soon. I'll just say that my annual physical is coming up in, in a few weeks. I think it's the first week of March. And I'll ask you all, when did you have your last physical? Um, when's the last time you worked out? 
was the last time you had a vegetable that wasn't like overcooked to death and over seasoned? Just curious. Just curious. Let's take care of ourselves, y'all. God bless. Reggie. I'm surely you have an opinion on this, considering you're a man, you're a woman hater and all. <laughs> Reggie still's not saying anything. So hey, it is what it is. I will leave you and uh, yeah, um, goodbye.